Alright guys, we're back with another re- week of Rick and Crew Outdoors podcast. Um, this will be episode number three. What, um, what's today's date? 25th. The 25th of August, so it's, season's creeping up on us pretty fast. So, don't know what all we're going to go over today. We might talk about a little bit about everything. Uh, We've got plenty of time to do so. so. Stay tuned. All right. Well, we are ready to go here. Hopefully, I'm not skipping out on Sunday. I've noticed we got a little skippy in our voice sometimes. I don't, I don't know if it's just not recording us fast enough, talking or whatnot, technical difficulties. We're still trying to get used to this whole setup we got here. Yeah, we, we might have to invest in a better soundboard. I don't know. We ain't had that for about two weeks. <laughs> uh, hey, one thing that I've learned, it don't matter if it's hunting, fishing, camera stuff, soon as you get something time to upgrade yes any kind of hunting stuff you get bows you get one a couple months later they come out with another one i mean that's just how it is with all of it or what you get ain't ain't what you needed y'all can probably hear the dogs chasing one another around i don't know you might not all right well i know they can hear this chair over here oh yeah and mine it's squeaky we all squeak. Our, our film studio is very uh, cluttered right now. We're kind of in the corner. Yeah. You can, you can uh, blame that on Keith Dodd, I yeah, believe. Yeah, he's been renovating and shoved everything into this room. So, uh, but we, we, I guess we got some things we can go over. We've been, uh, we've been working a lot. Uh, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but we've been working some, getting things ready to go. Got some new sets, uh, setups hung, maybe. Well, the new setup we got should be uh, probably the best stand we've had over there as far as permanent, it's still ain't permanent, but a permanent setup we've had in that location, on that farm, on that side of that farm, I'd, I'd probably say ever. Yeah, at any other time we've just took a climber in. Yeah, there's, we hunt some good spots over there, but most of the time we go in there and we end up climbing. But if if you don't know this, um, we we have a farm and here in northeast Alabama, and it had a lot of red oaks on it about five, ten years ago. And it was my freshman year in college, or not my freshman year in college. It was my sophomore, junior year in college. We had a bad drought come through here in the southeast, like. Bad, bad drought. It was the worst we've ever, I think we've ever seen. We ended up, with that drought, brought a virus that spiked and has killed every one of our red oaks in the state of Alabama. There's not a red oak alive in the state of Alabama. Like people that already knew ahead of time, they noticed some trees dying. They kind of, they had loggers come in and cut them as fast as they could, get them out. Well, the farm we had, they did not have that done. <laughs> I don't know if they know what a logger is, because <laughs> pine trees are dying of beetles now. So, uh, as far as forestry management, they're they're not very keen on it, I guess. Um, and, and I love the people that we hunt on there, but they're they're, they're it's not about the hunting there for them. So, them have all died along the creek bottoms, which in turn are your funnels and your draws. Everywhere that we hunt, as far as the guys of Wrecking Crew Outdoors, that's where we all hunt. And it has got, when I say thick, I don't mean like thick, like a cutover thick. I mean like, it's like walking through a wall, and it ain't got a privet hedge in it. Like, I can get through a privet hedge, but it is strict blackberry bushes, and that's it. Rough. <laughs> it is nothing but briar thick, and it is... You can't see a foot into it. It's so thick from the ground. And it's all, it ain't got no leaves. 
until you get up to the top of it and you can't see a foot into it. So it, it's thick and it, it would take a lot of work, a lot of work to get in it and open it up. And then you're just going to have to do it constantly every year until we get a canopy up over that that's worth anything. Because right now there is no canopy. The red oaks have finally died out. They've been dead for about two years now. Uh, and it, it has it has gotten really bad. And that, that's all that was alone. There's a few bottoms there with red oaks. And now there's just dead trees that have fell over dead everywhere. And... And it's it's sad to see that property go that route. And now the pine trees are dying too. Mm -hmm. So the fence rows and everything is growing up so bad. And yeah, we can take a mulcher in there and do things, but don't really have the time to do it. Having the time and the resources to do that every year, because it would take it right now. You doing that on a yearly basis? Oh yeah. They, I, I, we've seen that grow up so big, so fast. And uh, we were going in there, me and my dad was a couple weeks ago. We was going to clear out a spot on the other side of the fence, on that on that creek side. And no. Not with hand tools, a weed eater with a blade on it, and that ain't going to happen. It, it would take a mulcher some time in there to even do it, much less. You're going to start cutting and the briars are going to fall on top of you. <laughs> that's how tall they are. Yeah, that's rough. And we're both six foot, so yeah. it could be very uh, very rough on you. So it's been a... But we make things work. We've got some more places we've got that uh, we've gained some property we still got to work on. Uh, we got to work here behind the house some. we got to put some stands up on over at Noah's to get it ready to go. season's creeping up real fast real fast we, there's not enough time in the week to do it all especially when you work regular jobs and you both have full-time jobs you both have uh, other things like oh getting ready for hunting season getting ready for um, cutting meat starting out and that starts October 1 now instead of 15th here for part of our state so uh, we, we are very rushed on time very limited on what we can do we do have most of the feeders out that we're going to put out this year we've got everything fed up we've got cameras out we've got some good bugs on camera mm -hmm. yeah we've got some real good bachelor groups of bucks hanging around but if, if they'll hang around it's a question yeah, if they hang around they didn't last year they disappeared pretty oh, yeah. fast. And, uh, but you got to think, we're talking about 40 acres here, 40 acres there. Uh, we got about, we probably got about 200 now at the farm in St. Rock. Probably. It ain't 200 huntable acres. Or about <laughs> it's, 50 it's, huntable. Yeah, about 50 huntable acres. Uh, it's park pasture, so, uh, and then we got the, we're going to do a little bit of hunting on the mansion area, so maybe y'all will uh, get to hear some of that and see how that goes. See what, what we got going on when it comes to uh, when it comes to hunting public land. I've hunted public land. That's what I was talking about. Uh, there. Oh, we can get on some subjects. We ain't got to be just on deer ham. That's something I wanted to bring up, and it was, I guess, brought to my attention this week. It's been in the talks for a long time. Turkeys. Turkeys in the state of Alabama. And, and I know we've got several months before turkey season, but, you know, we can always talk about turkeys. We can always talk about turkeys. Oh, yeah. So, um. Uh, I can for sure always talk about turkeys. Yeah, we've, we've got five months of deer talking to go. We, <laughs> we can talk about turkeys for a little bit. But uh, here in the state of Alabama, we've got a scene. Uh, if anybody knows the correct, if it's actual facts, let us know. By scene where the board our board had a meeting, DCNR. DCN, um, 
about lowering our turkey seat or lowering our turkey value limit to three birds. We're currently at five. If you don't know, if you're out of Carolina State, moving it to five and moving our season back to just a month long. Month, April to May. Yeah, April first to May first. April first to May first, and we uh, you know, here in the state. Like I told them on there, this was on the Facebook, or like James Fan wants to call it Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, James Fan calls it Facebook. If you don't know who James Fan is, that's a local weather man for us. Uh, he calls it Facebook. Uh, but face Facebook, I seen this, and we here in Alabama, our hunters do not like change whatsoever. No. Well, and we're, we'll we'll get on more than just turkeys because this is going this be a good thing to talk about right here. Just change in general. Because we've got a lot of changes coming to our state regulations this year. And, and they should be appreciative of what we've got in the state at times. Do I agree with everything that our directors and biologists and state department does? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I believe we could go a different route and have things done better. That's what I told these people. But you're complaining that we're going to lo- lower our bag limit. I understand you might want to kill five turkeys a year. Don't we all? We, Here, here's the this? thing. How many people out there in Alabama is actually killing five turkeys exactly. a year? Exactly. I mean, I can think of a handful of yeah. people. We can't. We don't have time to kill no. five birds a year. I've killed four two years we ago. We might and that could was if it. we wanted to be outlaws and bait them like crazy, but we, we, we no. can't. Get, it's, it's hard for us to kill, especially now for your schedule that it, since it's changed, it's hard for you to kill mm-hmm. five birds. Because we're limited to our days in the woods. Uh, but we're going to complain about that. Dropping our dirt. Oh, I'm fine with that, some of them say. But why shorten our season? Well, if you actually look at the other, what other states around us do, and, uh, and I don't, I'm not quoting anybody. I'm not. Uh, I know y'all. I know y'all hear the dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't quote me. On this, but I, I I do believe Mississippi has moved their season back. I think Tennessee has pushed their season back a little bit. Uh, if they haven't, correct me on that. But I know other states are later. Mm-hmm. The reasons they are later is you know we can't. There's a reason that they closed every management area in the state of Alabama for two weeks except for Little River. They were doing studies on their management areas. And the studies are showing that for majority of your hens are bred, mm-hmm. per se, for birds, bred by the first week of April. The majority of the hens are being bred by your dominant birds. Which you're shooting in the face. Yeah, which are the most killable vocal birds. That, they're the ones that's more likely to come to that call because they're a hotter bird than your satellite birds that are kind of, hey, I'm gonna stay back and see what happens. So, if we're going out March 15th, like it has been in the past. 15th, 16th, and last year was what, the 22nd? Yeah, they moved us back a week. If we're going out the 15th and. Killing your dominant birds. Because most people are gonna hunt that opening weekend. They probably got a bird, and everybody don't hunt the same way we do. If they got a bird in a field or something that's strutting constantly, that's probably your dominant bird in that area. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay, if that bird breeds seventy five percent of your hens, they're seventy percent of your hens gone. Or how about yeah, they some of them do get bred by your more your other birds, but they end up you're still probably looking at fifty percent of your hens not getting bred which in turn hurts your hatch in the long run. And then I see people, oh, it's the predators, it's the predators. Yeah, the predators have something to do with it, but if we create a bigger hatch... Yeah, the predators won't hurt it as bad. The predators ain't going to hurt it as bad. I promise you there is one predator that we probably have a bad, bad problem with in this state, and that is coons. coons. Our coyote problem ain't near what it is in Kansas, and I promise you Kansas has got more birds than we have in Alabama. <laughs> uh, and, it's, and another thing, I mean, 
people that target hunt a lot like we do. Your birds aren't that vocal from the 1st of March, from when the season opens on the 15th or 16th to the 1st of April. They're not, your birds are not near as vocal it until don't seem like after for the 1st of yeah, April. Or we're hunting there. Hmm. To me, the mansion area got better this year, and we hunted the mansion area pretty, pretty heavy. Pretty heavy for what we get to hunt, and it got better with the time as time went on. Now, was there a million people on it every time yes. we went? Yeah. Uh, but we heard birds every time every we time was we there. Uh, some of them would have been killable. If certain, certain, if they wasn't a river cut in the middle of the property, <laughs> it would have been very killable, and it wouldn't. We wouldn't get. 10 inches of rain a week, we would have been able to cross the river on foot, but we couldn't do that. Um, no, we'd have had to have a boat. <laughs> a lot of paddling. This ain't, <laughs> this ain't just a creek. I'm talking about this oh, is a river. Oh, it's a river. It's, it, is, it is an actual river. But uh, why? This is the way I look at it is as a hunter, we're supposed to be a conservationist, not a killer. Listen, I, I, I don't like going out and not killing something. Turkey hunting and deer hunting, I, I, I can go out. If I hear a bird, I think that's a successful day a lot of times. Because there's a lot of days we go that we don't hear birds. Uh, and deer hunting, I enjoy being out there even if I don't see something. Seeing something is a benefit. But when we take and put... Well, we're shortening the season, blah, blah, blah. Well, you're taking seven, eight weeks there that you're putting in hard work to kill five birds or try to kill five birds. And we we know without a doubt turkey hunter numbers in the state has went up. So, yeah, that that's five birds. Well, there's a small percentage that kills five birds. Well, certain numbers have went up. There's still more people killing five birds than there was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So we're taking them, and we like I said, we don't have the numbers, and we can tell that we can tell that by going and hunting. We we just can't. And, and do I think the coronavirus is going to hurt it with people being out of work, especially on our public lands? Oh, you could tell this year because that it, all that stay-at-home stuff, quarantine stuff happened in Turkey season, in Turkey and season. the management areas were packed. packed. It didn't matter if it was we went middle of the week, yeah, we went weekends. I, I, Packed. And so we know it's going to affect it in some way. Might not be too negative. It might be negative. We don't know. But if we're, if we're, how about we do push it back and we only have a month of turkey season and we end up having, we have in five, ten years, you can go out here and limit out on Lookout Mountain in two weekends. On Lookout Mountain, when I say Lookout Mountain in Alabama, we don't have birds other than the mansion there. No. We, we, have, we have nothing but cow pasture and thicket. And yeah, that's nesting area, but after nesting, they birds ain't in there. We don't have it. Same thing on Sand Mountain. What, what if that was to turn into, you could go on Sand Mountain and, or just Decal County in general, and limit out, yeah, you only get to kill three birds. And people that are, they're fine with taking away the two birds and knocking us down, but they don't want to take away the season. But what if you could limit out in three days yeah. versus putting in seven weeks or seven weekends and you limit out in three days here and you go to Kansas, Texas, hey, Mississippi, Georgia, somewhere else and hunt and have fun there too. It's, it's not the end of the world that we're going to take away a couple days here and there. That's like I say, if my if it was my opinion when it comes to deer season, and I know we probably won't get some backlash on this, and we need to tell, here in Alabama, we got, now we got an extra zone added this year, but they still got the same amount of days. Our north, in the past, in the past few years, our rifle season has went from the, the weekend before Thanksgiving to the end of the season. February 15th, rifle season alone. 10th. Yeah. February 10th. February 10th, yeah. February 10th. Rifle season alone. Our bow season starts October 15th and runs till... Gun season opens. Gun season opens, or you can consider it runs till muzzleloader, which we don't really have a true muzzleloader. It's Monday through Friday. Yeah. It's a pointless muzzleloader season. It shouldn't even be there. I want a muzzleloader season. Yeah, I do too. 
but what we have now is useless. Yeah. As a hunter that, what about us that work during the middle of the week? Can we actually muzzleloader hunt? Yes, we get off in time and get to the stand in time, but other than that, then we ain't gonna muzzleloader hunt. So, and we and I know for a fact that this state has the genetics to be as good as uh what is it? As good as your Midwestern states, Illinois, Kentucky. We can grow the inside of deer here. But the problem is we don't let deer get mature. We don't have the age class, and they ain't gonna have the age class when you get to shoot them with a rifle ninety days out of the year. Well, yeah, ninety days out of the year you're shooting with a rifle because you've got almost three months. You've got three and months since look, February tenth. That all y'all listen. We do deer processing. We see fifteen hundred deer a year, easy. 90%, I'd say at least 75 to 80% of your deer is what? Bucks. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. Even when That's we had... 1,500 deer we're shooting. Even when we had specified doe days, what we have, 20-something a year? Doe days. Even during them doe days, they wasn't during your rut. So guess what? You was still seeing bucks. Most of your deer brought in were bucks. And most of the time, none of them were big. I mean, no. you don't see many big deer. And the reason for that is we've got... A gun season that lasts. We got year and a half to three year and a half season. year old bucks. Ninety percent of our bucks. Oh yeah, you don't see if you see a deer around here over three and a half years old. Pff, that's a trophy. I'm because yeah. you don't see them. They're not people shoot these deer a year to two and a half year old, and you don't get you know you're not breeding your genetics into these deer. You're not seeing big deer. You're not letting them get the potential. And, and that's the same thing. I, I, that's what I even said. I said I know. Five miles away from Crowfire, there's a high fence that has 700 acres. It's a private high fence. Nobody, they do not allow people to hunt it other than their family. No outside genetics has been brought in since that fence is erected. These are 100% Alabama deer at four and a half. Now, they are feeding high-quality feed. Mm -hmm. Protein. Do, but do I, look, I came from the ag industry. Feed has very little to do with it compared to genetics. Yeah. It's, does genetics have to be there? At four and a half year olds, no whatever coming from the top book, no bred in genetics. It's all 100% Alabama genetics with high quality feed involved. 200 inch deer at four, four and a half year old. Mm -hmm. That's a true, that's a that's a basically a free range deer in Alabama. Only difference is they got 700 acres, they fenced it, and they know what they're going to kill every year. Yep. They know how to manage it because they know nobody else around them. And the deer can't get that age when you got a rifle season that long. Now, I'm not saying cut us down to two. And I had that conversation with a guy we know, and, and I, I know certain states do have a two week long rifle season, and that would be great if we could do it. That's impossible for Alabama. If you look at when the rifle season falls in them states, it falls in the peak of their ruts most of the time around that peak time where they pretty much know. Well, if you're in zone one in Alabama, and I say zone one is because it's the most distinct zone in the state, from the Georgia line to halfway through Cherokee County, your rut begins first week of rifle season here in Alabama, so Christmas. Actually, we pulled fetuses that were bred in both seasons, mm -hmm. the last two weeks of both season in the muzzleloader season there. We pulled fetuses the past two years it's been like that. Um, you you roll up on the lookout mountain here, our rut runs into these, uh, right around Christmas, peak of our rut is. Middle of December, first yep. of the year usually. And then you roll into the rest of the Cab County, it's the end of December, first of January. So, it, what I say is, hey, let's pull us back from 90 days to 30, 45 days. That could fit. And listen, every zone don't have to be the same. We can move them days. If Like South Alabama, we know South Alabama's end of the season. S give them 40 days. Give them January 1 to... to, to February, end of the season. February. Yeah. And put a muzzleloader season in there. Say the week, if it's that time of year, 
put you in an actual two-week muscle loader season or how about this? Leave it all archery. Either or. But you will actually see, just by cutting it back to the few days, we would see a greater age class of deer in this state. And, yeah, that would be the end of the world to some of these hunters, I know. I, I, could, I can hear it now because, let, like I said, me and my father and Noah has now since he's been dating my, my and married to my sister now. Uh, I've wor- I've been working in the hunting industry in the state of Alabama since I was ten years old. It, it, it there's no doubt that I know what the hunters are gonna do. Oh, yeah. They complained when we had to do, and I'm not bashing on me. Like this is guys, we've all been there, and we all thought it was crazy. But when you go out of when you have the opportunity to go out of state, I ain't been out of state deer hunting. My dad has. I, I haven't had the opportunities to go. I have had the opportunities. I just ain't went because I'm a tightwad when it comes to going out of state for everything. But I have been to other states. I know what other states are doing. Not everything they do is right by no means. But when we look at things and look at it as a whole, and Man, why are they getting bigger deer? Well, they only allow one buck a year. And yes, there's locals. Not all locals, because I've had this argument. We've had this conversation before. There's locals. They don't care if they shoot a big buck in certain states. There's people like that around here. They just go out there, kill a deer, and go home. They have the meat, and that's it. They got a buck tag and duck tag. They're going to shoot both of them, and it don't matter if it's a spike or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But when you only have one tag, is it really hurting the population that bad? No. We have three in the state of Alabama, and then on top of that, we have a 90-day 90 90 day gun season, and we turn around, and not 90%, but I guarantee you 15 20% of our guys don't ever check in, maybe more than that. Yeah, it may be that. <laughs> Don't ever check in that deer, or they check in three bucks a year, and then the next time, next thing you know, they're still killing more. Hey, I know people that are guilty. I, I've been guilty, but why not just shoot your? Listen, I, I've been guilty of not checking them in when I move them, guys. But now, like we was talking about, our state just went to a mandatory. If you have it in your vehicle, transporting it, and you don't have it on your license, or not on your license, if you don't have the conservation number transporting that deer, you get the ticket. Uh And it's up to like a $2,500 fine. And that is the end of the world. So that means... If that deer, if your buddy killed a deer and did not want it, and you're going to go home and process it. Still got to be tagged. Still got to be checked in. Still got to be tagged. Still got to be checked in. And you have to have a possession tag on it. Or you at least, you ain't got to have, you at least have to have the conservation or that, that registry, that checked in number with you. That he killed that deer, not you, because if you get pulled over, you're getting the ticket. You're getting the ticket. Not him. You are. That's what I see. Listen, we're in the processing business, and we came out with this, and we have had people, well, I'm just not going to do that no more. I'm not, we're going to process our own. Good. Have fun. I promise you. He'll be back. It ain't going to hurt us. Hurt our feelings. We are very, uh, we can do, we still do. Over a thousand deer this year. Oh, easy. Very easy. But are we going to? We may lose a couple because they don't want to check it in. But this is what they're going to think. Well, because I seen this. I seen this. A guy commented on something. He says, "Well, I can. If I can't uh, give it to the processor without the concert or that uh, that registration number, your tag number." For that deer, I'll just process it my own because I process a lot of guys that don't want their deer. I'll just take them home. Well, bud, to be honest, you have to have that tag to take it home. 
You have to have that possession permit to take that deer home. It's not just the processors that are having to have it. If you want that deer mounted, and I want to see y'all, you guys, I'm not bashing you as a hunter, but if, if you're going to try to mount that deer by yourself, I really, I want to see them deer by yourself mounted and you not take them to the tax terms because you're too selfish to turn it in. It's not that they're wanting to write you a ticket. It's not like checking it in don't take five no, seconds. You don't even got to have the internet to check, check them in no, no more on the app. It'll literally ask you, buck or doe? What, public or private? Public or private. And how many points? Date. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, if it's a book, yep. Hit submit, gives you a number, write it down. That's the end of that. Yeah, or you don't even got to write it down. Screenshot it. Yeah. If it's on your phone. Don't write it down. Screenshot it. It's, but it, it, but we, we're, oh, they got to know where it is. They're going to write us. No, it's not for that. And... and I, some of you guys in this in the state of Alabama, and I, if you ain't in the state of Alabama, I'm sorry. And we we do have a bunch of guys. It is the end of the world when there's change. Uh, but if we're in the state, if you're in the state of Alabama, look, we have been in the zone where we only had 20 doe days, and them 20 doe days fell during the rut, mm -hmm. so nobody shot a Nobody's doe. Shooting does anyway. Nobody's shooting does. And complain, complain, complain. Next year, oh, why are we, we told them, every one of them now, we're friends with all the game wardens, they all use us as their business, and then, well, we told every one of them, we said, guys, if you'll actually check in your deer, you'll probably get your doe days back, because what these, what the state uses that for is, well, their deer numbers are down, we need to stop shooting as many does, and then, miraculously, the next year, Get all your does back. We got our old days back. Miraculously. Because guess what? They start checking deer in. And that's the only reason they're doing this to keep track of your deer numbers. Yes, if you shoot a deer at night, spotlighting it, and they know about it, you know what they're going to do? They're going to look up your name and they're going to watch. After 48 hours, you're probably going to get a knock on your door. Mm hmm. And a ticket in your face. Or probably you're going to lose your truck, your gun. <laughs> Everything else goes around with it. But you're going to get a ticket. All right. And Facebook and that is the world. That's where they look. That's where your law enforcement looks. And, and I don't blame them. That's where y'all brag. That's where we all brag. Yeah, if you think that the, if the game wardens aren't watching what you put on social media, oh, they are. Trust me. I mean, we... Like Will said, we know all the local game ones around here. They all use us for their taxidermy and their processing. We know that they watch social media. You shoot a buck, you put it on Facebook, and it ain't tagged within 48 hours. They know. You shoot over your limit, you're bragging about all the deer you've shot. They know. And if you think that they're not watching it, they are. Oh, yeah. They're going to get you. Oh, yeah. Eventually. It might, you might not get get. Got this year. Same thing with baiting turkeys. You mm -hmm. might not get got this year, but you. They got an it, eye on It's a bitch. Look, you kill your limit every year, and say you kill that in a week. It's time in the state of Alabama right now. They know something's up. They gonna watch you. Uh, but going back to deer season, the way we've got it set up right now, you got unlimited does per day. Listen. We got high deer numbers here in our state. There's no doubt about it. We've got deer. Do I think we need to be killing a doe a day? No. No. And even when we had doe days, you could still kill a doe a day, so it was kind of pointless. Only reason people wouldn't shoot in does, Cause it, during the it was either during the rut or they wouldn't see them. <laughs> and most of the time they were waiting on that buck to come out. All right. If, if Alabama would cut our deer season by going back to let's make Let's let's grow bigger bucks. And if we cut our deer season back, third our our rifle season, not our deer season, I'm fine with going as long as we are archery and put them up. Throw an actual couple weekends. Yeah. Just do don't do a week. Throw a couple weekends in, two weekends out of the year that actually are a muzzleloader season. 
Uh, make it at the end of the year. How about that? Make it at the end of the season. Do something where it gives a little bit of incentive to stay out there. Get, hey, I can go kill a deer or two with a muzzleloader. All right. Uh, but cut that rifle season, high-powered rifle season, back to 30, 45 days to fit whatever zone rut you're in. Like I said, you could, it would be hard to do it for two weeks here in the zone one just because of how our, I'm, I, guys, I'm not saying we have a pre-rut, peak rut, and then post-rut in this zone. We, we have, have three, three different, ruts. different ruts. Like, no lie, I'm talking about we have three different ruts right here. Within 15 miles of where crow flies, you have three different ruts. It, it, I mean, and we know we're pulling yeah. fetuses. We know when deer's being bred. Mm -hmm. So. And we, we, we contact, so we know when our bucks are coming in from different areas in this county, in the surrounding counties, that that's how the rut falls. And you can ask our biologists, they'll tell you the same thing. But we pull that gun season back to a 30, 45 day gun season, drop our buck limit down to one buck a year. All right, then it makes you, it's still three. And here's the thing, our three bucks are three of whatever. With one, with four, three or four on one side. Four, four on one. One four, of them's got to have at least four on one four side. Four on one side. All right, pull us down to one. I don't care what you kill. I don't care if it's a spike or a 200-inch deer. You kill one buck. Check it in. Move on to your does. You get five doe tags with tag purchase. I mean, your, t your license purchase. Hey, bump our license up to $60 license versus 20 we always talk about not no money coming in from license sales. How about this? Raise it. Create something. Mm -hmm. Make some money come through. All right. You get five doe tags, and then you can purchase any as many doe tags as you want to for $15 over the counter at Walmart. As many as you want to, you can go purchase them after you shoot your five. Mm -hmm. That creates more revenue for the State Department since our State Department runs strictly off of license sales. And that's all we hear is, oh, license sales are down. Well, create something that boosts boost your license sales, including, including raising your license. Mm -hmm. We are at $21 for large or all game license in the state of Alabama. $21. You won't find that in many states. Listen, I, I have 24 since I've been buying, like since 16. They've been never the went up. My dad has been hunting, I think, I think, I, I think for 20 years they haven't went up. It's crazy. Yeah, and we wonder why. What's wrong? Why can't we? Why don't we bring any more money? money? Yeah, well, you've got opportunities, yes. People are not going to abide by it when you first do it. But I do think most people, at least, if they didn't calling in their deer now, they're at least writing them down on their tags, on their license. Legally, you're supposed to tag. Here's the thing with the new law that you have to tag your deer, or the possession thing, is because you guys ain't been tagging them mm -hmm. in the first place. Y'all ain't been freaking checking them in. So it's been law that you have to check in your deer anyways, and you get that little number. So it, it's no big deal. But I, I, just to change and y'all, not y'all, just everybody, we're going to whine over it. But like I said with the turkeys, and I know that's what got us on this, five years down the road, what, step, step what, what would our turkey population look like? Oh, yeah, it'd be night and day difference. Would you like to go out and hear 20 birds 90% of the time when you hear yeah, I don't think it, it's it's going to take time. And yeah, it, it stinks. You ain't got, like I said, I'll be, I don't like when it's frosty on the ground hunting turkeys. I like it when it's a little, I don't like it when it's hot, but I, I don't like it when it's so cold. And you're still in that area where we're getting what we call blackberry winter. And why complain about it? Like I said, I'm, I'm not a proponent. Anybody knows me, I am a, I'm a critic of our director. I don't agree with everything he does. But if this, if this is true, and I know the dropping our 
our bag limit yeah. is true. Uh, that's needed to be done for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I, I know that has been that's been in talks for a long time, but if this is true, this is one thing I will agree on him with. And, and um, when it comes to a lot of other things like CWD and that, and that's a whole other issue topic for me uh, and all of us in general. I, I don't agree with everything our state does for it. what our protocols was at one time. They have changed now. Um, but everybody in the outdoor industry, everybody in the hunting industry has different views on that, uh, on how your license and that goes. And, and where I see your most complaints on, whether it's deer hunting or turkey hunting, is people that don't go out of state. And they ain't never been out of state. They ain't got friends that go out of state. They don't know how other states work. They're accustomed to what Alabama does, and that's all they're gonna do. And whine, whine, and whine some more about it. Most of your states that you're seeing large numbers of birds. I mean, they don't kill. They don't. Yeah, one. Some states are three. Yeah. And the reason they have so many birds. Because you're not killing but two or three. And one, they've two, got three, a yeah. short season. And they're, yeah, exactly. They've got, there's very few states. Well, Alabama's very generous with seasons, period. Deer season, we're very generous with deer season. We have a super long deer season. Most of us don't. I mean, I know me and Will and Keith the same. We don't think that the 10 days in February should be there. Not, we're not, not for North Alabama. We're not a fan of those. But, I mean, Alabama's very, very generous with their seasons. They've got been long turkey season's been a month and a half for a long time most of your states aren't like that most of your states have a month season if that a lot of states are shorter than a month and they have a huge bird population you go out and hear 30 40 birds on the roost in the morning on a creek bottom the reason they have that many birds is because they're not killing five birds a year mm-hmm. i mean it's it's simple math if you're not, not getting hammered if you're not killing all your birds you're not t- killing five birds a year. You're going to have a better population of birds three, four, five years down the road. Now, I, like which I, is the goal for for what the state's yes. trying to do. Yeah, there. And as hunters, we are conservationists, which means we are wanting to better better that the future experience of and that, that yes, better that population of that animal. Yes, we want to go out and shoot them. Yeah, we want to. I love means, to kill five birds I a year. I will blow but, their heads off. If it's, what do I have that opportunity a lot? No, I don't all the time. And some people are like, well, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, Noah might not kill many birds. I promise you, in high school, I have, I probably have set. A lot of people on birds. Uh, yeah, I know I've caught up birds for a lot of people, and I have set and watched a lot of birds get killed that I, well, I didn't have that opportunity to shoot them because it was just in a bad situation or whatnot. I've been on a lot of turkey hunts that have killed birds. But, like Noah said, we, we, we're wanting to better that. And if we sit here and just dog everything that they have done and the state's doing, are we doing any good for us? Are we doing it? Because we have a voice in this state, and we, we can go to meetings, but if you don't really look at it, and like I said, the predator thing, we can make that argument. I agree predators are bad on your birds. They're not as bad as you well, how about this? five birds if you, if you think the predators are so bad, you can't rely on the state to do everything for predators, because let me tell you something, when they come to your property, you're going to run them off their property. You start doing trapping on your on your own property or on your hunting club and see if that helps. It may help. But here's the thing with coyotes. Coyotes are not living in that one area. No. They have put tracking collars on coyotes and they go five states. You put pressure on coyotes, they're just like pigs, they move. The pressure leaves. Come back. There's another one take its place or when you shoot one. There's another one take its place. They're territorial animals. They move around. You're not going to get rid of them. Coons? Yeah, you could probably do some damage on coons. 
I don't know how much damage. You ain't gonna get rid of them though. You ain't gonna get rid of them. Especially now that we're all feeding for deer. Yeah. You're just fattening them up. You're keeping them around. I don't know a deer feeder we got that don't have coons on it. No, there ain't one. Our crabby fed boss bucks are all ones because they're, and they eat around the ground. They just can't get it they out of the feeder. Just can't get it to the top of it. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 you need to be out there doing something then. Don't blame it on the state that you, because you're the one that's left your population with varmints and predators go up. So, uh, I, I, it's been a pretty much of a rant. Uh, I, I got a little hot the other night, I guess. No one's seen my comments. It, it's just, and I, I, and all means, I had a boy I've known since high school. He agreed on there. Uh, and uh, thank him for agreeing with me. For, and I, look, I, I'm here to talk back and forth. But to say, hey, this is stupid. Why would we lower our season? Well, let's look at why. Let's look at the whys, then the benefits of doing this. It's not going to hurt you to lose a week or two. Or after this year, it will be a week. You lose a week of season. Yeah, because we've, we've been pushing we, back every year. Well, we started on the 20-something. Yeah, you're going to lose seven days of season. Woo! Big deal. I also know several people that was limited out by the first week of season. Hmm. Yeah. Wonder why. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you ain't gonna limit out Alabama first week this season. Not in the same location. No, no, not without some uh, something there they like. Probably yellow acorns. Yeah, or acorns are yellow. Uh, small, tiny yellow acorns. <laughs> like I said, look, guys, we we are people, people, people. People, I guess. Or people, I'm a people person. I like talking to people, and we, I like talking to them and finding out what what they have, what their issue with things are. That's like the CWD, and, and it ain't. And here's, look, I'm gonna agree on the side of the people that disagrees with a lot of times with the state. Our state is horrible at education. We do not educate the public like we need to. And if we would, if we would take money and put it towards educating people versus put it towards, let's go do fetal checks in the spring and spend ammunition, man hours and that, for when a biologist can come up here and set at our deer processor and pull fetuses on the last day of season out of dough, that would save us money. Let's put that towards education. Let's put on a seminar in every county every year on why we're doing things we're doing. Mm -hmm. Versus just say, oh, this is what we're doing. Let's go with it. Uh, and then when you call Montgomery, take for instance last year, we called Montgomery two days before Tennessee and Kentucky's uh, velvet whitetail hunt, the uh, early August velvet whitetail hunt. Our state comes out with a law we can't, that you can't bring up across state lines. You can't bring the horns unless they're fully taxidermied or being processed of some sort across the state lines because of CWD. Like, do what? Yeah, just throw that on there. Yeah, just th right, I'm about, open. It's not on the game warden's books. They don't know about it. My dad had to call Montgomery and then explain it to the game warden. And nobody could tell it, well, the blood in the antlers will. Who is going out of state to shoot a buck to bring it back in velvet and throw their antlers out on the side of the road? Nobody. For the blood to seep into the ground. If it's blood that carries CWD, guys. Our yard is full of it, okay? <laughs> we are walking zombies, let me just tell you. And, um, <laughs> woo! We'll save that for next week's CWD talk. But, um, that's just one of the things that we throw it out there and don't educate anybody. And guess what? This year, it ain't got to be done that way. It was just, a, oh, I'm going to freak out. We're going to put it on the books. And really and truly, 
they they would have probably got sued if it would have happened. But yeah, just because it it wasn't on the books, it was kind of just it was signed in the law, whatever. Nobody knew about it, and they posted on Facebook like literally we are the I informed our four game wardens in the county or in our tri county two county areas, and just just put some. This is a hint for the state. Let's put some investment into educating our public, not relying on them to come to a deer expo, not relying on them to show up at the only two or three meeting district meetings we have. Let's hold a meeting either in a county or every two counties a year, and you can't tell me you ain't got time for that. Oh, yeah. You've got plenty of people in the state. I don't care if it's a biologist from... The mandatory, or if it's a state person from Montgomery, let's educate the public because you would have a whole lot better. It'd settle a whole lot better with people. It, yes, it would settle. You if wouldn't you get explain, the backlash. Because right now, you, it's not like this across the board, but right now, in our area, you've got two people educating, or you've got two groups educating. You've got Lift the Hunt Tax Determined Deer Process and the Wrecking Crew Outdoors, and you've got Jody Yancey. That's willing to educate the people, which is our local one of our local game wardens that is good friends with us. We can't do it all by ourselves. When y'all, as a state department, and it's not around state department, just that's all you have to do is educate them. We want to know why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? Why do we go this route about something? And it's like I said, if you we would explain versus, oh, we're going to knock turkey season back two weeks. Well, this is a this is why we're going to knock turkey season back two weeks. Yeah, you wouldn't get... We're going to increase our hatch. The states wouldn't get as much backlash off the people. And believe me, they listen to y'all a whole lot better than they listen to us because y'all got DC and R on the back of y'all's... Or t- attached to y'all's name. We just got hunters attached to us. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I know it's been a long one. We're at 52 minutes. <laughs> oh, you get us fired up. We, 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 we can really get to going. But, uh, guys, I hope y'all get something out of this podcast. Uh, and I uh, hope y'all are enjoying it. But please share it. Give us uh, your ratings on uh iTunes. I think we're on Spotify too, but I know we're on iTunes. Give us a rating there. Share it. Especially this one. This really talks about, and it goes on in every state of what goes on, why things are going on the way they are. So, uh, share it. Uh, Share it with your friends. Let us know what you think. Let us know if any topics y'all want us to talk about. Thank y'all guys. Have a good week. We'll be back next week.